It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we are live here with the Monday edition of the Standing Room Spartans podcast. The voice you are hearing today, Kevin Parker, your host as always. The voice you are not hearing is my co-host, Scott Martin, who is unavailable today. Should be back next week as we start getting into some of the off-season content. Scott will be there with us once a week through the whole off-season talking Michigan State football uh, today. Without my co-host, I, I decided that we're going to do a mailbag segment. We're going to go through. Um, I put out a call on Twitter, got a huge response. I really appreciate everybody who submitted questions. We'll read off every single one of them one by one. We'll go through. There's a little bit more in depth with some of these. Um, some of them, uh, you know, we'll go kind of roll through pretty quick. But we got a lot of good stuff here. We're going to be talking about, you know, kind of an early, early look ahead to next year. A lot of transfer portal talk. We'll get into all of that. Uh, before we do, want to let you know that you can always subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Make sure that you're getting these episodes as they're coming out. Again, we're going to be going through the whole offseason once a week. So if you're looking for Michigan State football content um, throughout the whole offseason, this is going to be one of your only places to do it. We don't really do basketball or anything like that. As we get into March Madness, maybe we'll do like a, a little bracket pick. Um, for the podcast, but that that's not really our specialty. We're a football group. We're a football podcast. So we'll continue to update you with that. So make sure you subscribe. If you haven't done so, please, please, please leave an Apple review. I know Spotify doesn't have reviews. So if you're listening on Spotify, I appreciate the support. If you're listening on Apple right now, it takes you five seconds, leave a five-star review and just write something quick. You can even write a question on there. I don't really care. Um, I, I do really appreciate it, though. It really helps me out um, in terms of expanding the audience base, which you guys have done a good job of sharing and everything like that. So um, as, as we're kind of in the tail end of the holiday season here, um, sharing the podcast is the best way that I know to uh, to help me out. So you have any friends or family who are Spartan fans and, and you know, could use a little uh, something to listen to on their commute to work, uh, you know, send them over the podcast. I really appreciate it. So let's, uh, oh, and follow on Twitter at Standing Room MSU. Of course, I have to shout out the the Twitter. So um, before we get into anything, anything else, I think we're good. So uh, let's start off with the questions at SL Brownie. That's Scott L. Brown on Twitter. Um, who will hopefully we'll have on the podcast here uh, sometime in this off season where you do a, a handful of interviews. I already have kind of some people picked out for that. 
So Scott, former uh, Michigan State football player, will be on the podcast sometime this offseason. But what are the realistic goals for next year's team? Uh, realistic goals for next year's team. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to take this as wins and losses right now. We'll get into a lot of different things as far as you know specific position groups and and statistical categories as the offseason goes on. Right now, um, just to kind of early look ahead at some wins and loss totals for next year. Uh, the non-conference sets up as Youngstown State at home, at Miami, and Western Kentucky at home. So you got those three games. I, I'm going to assume a full schedule. Look, we're, we don't know what's going to be going on at, at September of next year as far as COVID, stuff like that. So as of right now, I'm going to do with this information what we have, and that's that we're going to be playing a full schedule. So uh, if, if I break it down just kind of simply, I, I won't run through the entire schedule like week by week here, but I see four wins on this schedule. I see Youngstown State, uh, Western Kentucky, and then Rutgers and Maryland the last two weeks of the season. Uh, I think those are four uh, that we can we can put down as wins right now. Toss-up games. Um, usually when I look at a schedule and I'm, I'm doing the predictions before the season, I kind of go through and say, okay, which which games are these? We're going to be two touchdown favorites or, or we're going to be a touchdown favorite. We should win the game. And then we're going to look at the the toss-up games. Which of these, it's just going to be a close football game. You know, one score game could go either way. And then which of them are, we're probably going to lose, right? So a few toss-up games I see here at Purdue. Um, if that was a home game, I'd probably put it as a win. But having to travel at Purdue, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, Nebraska at home in week four. And uh, that's going to be always a, a relatively tough game. It's an early conference game. Northwestern to open the season at Northwestern week one. That's going to be a tough one score close game as it always is with Northwestern and Michigan on the road. Uh, we're, we are coming off a bye week for the Michigan game this year. So that's going to be nice <laughs> coming off the bye week. We go at Michigan home Penn state at Ohio state. That's a stretch you don't really love to see when you're going in, into breaking down the schedule. But I, I do see four toss-up games there, and I do see four losses at Ohio State, home Penn State, uh, at Miami week three. They have Derek King coming back. That's going to be a tough game. And then uh, home against Indiana late in the season. I just think Indiana's uh, program is in a better place right now. Tom Allen has that team cooking. They're getting some good recruits coming in. I believe Michael Penix is coming back. I haven't heard anything confirmed, but you know, as of right now, that's just a stronger football program. So uh, four wins, four toss-ups, four losses. So uh, the way I would kind of break this down, realistic goal, uh, you you would want to win all of those toss-up games. That gives you an eight-game uh, or an eight-win schedule. Puts you in a pretty good place here in the conference standings. Uh, as far as a little bit maybe more realistic, you win the four games you're supposed to win. You win 50% of those toss-ups. That gets you six wins. That gets you to a bowl game. And that's good progress coming off of a, of a year zero, year one, whatever you want to call it, uh, two-win shortened season. So I think the realistic goal is is making a bowl game. I think that's that's where we should set the mark here going into this next year. Assuming we do have a full schedule, we got a couple non-conference games that can beef up uh, the win total. And of course, we're still playing in a tough conference. So that's going to be, uh, I think the realistic goal is six wins, get ourselves to a bowl game, 
and, and keep moving forward, keep on progressing, keep keep making this team better um, from a personnel standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But we'll, we'll get into a lot more of the, as far as different position groups. What are the goals for the quarterback spot? What are the goals for the for the defensive line? You know, we'll get into all of that as the offseason goes on. But just an early look ahead, wins, loss totals, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, at JPD underscore one, JP, hearing anything about Tucker looking for a special teams coach? Els was pretty much a failure with that group. <laughs> Couldn't, could not agree more. Uh, here's the thing with Ross Els. He's the special teams coach. He's also the linebackers coach. He's also the coach that's credited with recruiting Ma'a Nauteote, uh, the, the incoming linebacker commit who uh, is, is probably the best player in this recruiting class for us. So as far as Els, it, here's the thing. It, it's year zero, year one. We have COVID. I don't expect any big changes to the coaching staff this year. Now, after next year, if the special team still looks as bad as it did this year, get that guy out of here because it was it was bad. Uh, punt coverage was terrible. You know, we obviously we gave up that punt return touchdown against uh, Indiana, I believe, but. It was bad the whole season. We were giving up these 15, 20, 25-yard chunk plays in the punt return game. Uh, dudes were were calling fair catches. Jaden Reed was calling fair catches like inside the five-yard line. We had terrible uh, – Just I know TJ brought it up on one of the podcasts that we were, we were fair catching kickoffs with like a foot nearly out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Like let that thing go out of bounds and get yourself up to the 40-yard line to start the, to start the drive. It was bad the whole season. There were penalties. If it weren't for Matt Coughlin, you know, nailing some field goals, the, the unit would be the worst in the country. I, I mean, it was terrible. So if, if it starts off on that foot again next year, you got to make a change. And whether that means firing Rossells, because I don't think his linebackers did a good job either outside of Antoine Simmons. Um, I don't know if that means firing him, but I, I certainly it means that we got to make a change somewhere, whether that means demoting him, bringing somebody else up. I'm not really sure. But yeah, if it starts off next year as bad as it was this year after a full, normal, hopefully offseason, yeah, get that guy out of town because that was brutal. Uh, Alex Seabass at Asabella 22. What did Santa bring you this year? Uh, Hey, I appreciate that. You know, we got the, the Christmas stuff coming up here, uh, or finishing up here, I should say. Wow. It's, it's, uh, December 27th. So, um, no, for, for Christmas this year, pretty, uh, you know, it's always, it's always a great year for Christmas. I got a, a new office chair, I got a new running jacket. Uh, it's got like some some pockets and stuff for keys. It, it allows me to look at my Apple Watch as I'm running, check the distance, everything like that. Uh, and then we got a shitload of toys for the standing room puppy. <laughs> that was uh, the primary focus of Christmas this year. Um, we got a new puppy a couple months ago from the shelter, not not like a, a puppy. We did adopt. Adopt, don't shop uh, for all the people out there looking at dogs this holiday season. Uh, there's some plenty of good dogs available looking for a home at the shelters. So make sure you check them before you go to a breeder. But yeah, we got a bunch of toys for the puppy. She's, she's a happy camper right now. Uh, and that was, that was the primary focus of Christmas this year. 
Uh, let's see. Spartan18770 has got three questions here. Uh, number one, love the show, guys. Will we ever find a consistent tight end? Um, honestly, <laughs> probably not soon. Uh, there's a, there's another question coming up about transfer portal tight ends that, that will kind of um, go into that as well. But I mean, look, on the roster, you have Tyler Hunt, the converted punter. Just He got better and better as the season went on. I, I At first, I thought it was kind of gimmicky. I'm like, all right, come on, man. We're really going to put this punter out there. But, man, as the season went on, he he started proving himself as the, as probably the best tight end on the roster. Uh, Trenton Gillison, man, he he's – you talk about consistent tight end. That dude is as inconsistent as they come. He'll show some flashes as like a true – uh, deep thread as a true, just dynamic athlete at the position. And then he'll drop a pass and then he'll just basically just eliminate himself from some plays. His blocking still leaves a lot to be desired. And then you have Matt Dotson as the question mark. He, he was a senior this year, obviously the eligibility, uh, for this year doesn't count. So he can come back for another senior season. I haven't heard anything announced yet. Um, as far as that goes, recently Drew Beasley did announce that he'll be coming back. He was a senior, so um, it is on the table for some of these guys. Now, is Matt Dotson like one of those priority types for the for the staff saying, "Hey, we need to bring this guy back for senior leadership for for a talented tight end"? I don't know, uh, but uh, that's going to be a question mark. We have Cameron Allen coming in out of Texas in the recruiting class, so he'll be the freshman tight end of this of this group. So it, it, the question, will we ever find a consistent tight end? Will we ever? Yeah, probably uh, sometime in the future. Will we find one in 2021? Probably not because it's going to be the same guys. I, I think the best chance, though, is going to be Tyler Hunt, uh, as as surprising as that may seem at, at the beginning of the, this 2020 season. Again, he just kept getting better and better as the season went on. Finished the year with eight catches, 78 yards, had that rushing touchdown against Iowa. Um, but he was he was a guy that I kept seeing popping off. When we go to rewatch these games, and, and we, we talked about some of these games where the rushing game really started to pop a little bit. Uh, against Penn State at the end of the year, Jordan Simmons had a good game. Uh, the Northwestern game, obviously. You start, you start kind of going back to rewatching, like, all right, what happened in this run game that, that we started busting off these 10-yard chunk plays? And a handful of them were were due to Tyler Hunt opening up holes on the outside, uh, washing out a defensive end. He was really good, man, as the season went on. He was good blocker. He was good pass catcher, consistent. I think that's our best shot here. Um, now, is he going to be an all-Big Ten guy? No, I, I just don't think that's his ceiling. But I, I think if we're looking for a for a, a decent starting consistent tight end, maybe Tyler Hunt can be that guy. If I've you know even just come around while answering this question on him a little bit. Uh, Spartan one eight seven seven zero again. What have you heard about Courtney Hawkins and his role with the team? Um, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Uh, but he's a wide receiver coach and and he's a big recruiter, right? Um, this is a guy, he's number six all-time at, at Michigan State in receiving yards, number seven in receptions, number eight in all-purpose yards. Uh, he went on to the NFL, had a nine-year career where he went, scored 18 touchdowns. This is somebody that kids can look up to. 
I know it's it's somebody from a different era, but he can he can go into the film room. You know, th- as the offseason goes on, you, you start having fun with the team. Uh, and I think something that will probably happen at some point, it, it will be in a wide receiver room, and, and Courtney Hawkins will pop on his old Michigan State tape and have some fun with the team about, hey, look, look at this Astro turf that we were playing on, playing with these, like, tennis shoes and – uh, just just having some fun and, and looking at football from a different era. But kids can look up to that, man. A nine-year career in the NFL, uh, he's shown what it takes. And he he was at Flint Beecher as a football coach and athletic director for a long time. So he has obviously strong ties in the Flint community as well as, as the Michigan high school footprint. Uh, Flint Beecher is, is a pretty good program there. So I think that his recruiting is going to start to pay dividends here. I think he's somebody that Michigan kids will look up to. And as far as on the field, man, we saw some of these receivers. We saw Ricky White in that Michigan game. We saw some of these young receivers make strides. Jalen Naylor just kept getting better and better and better as the season went on. Uh, He should have been a a third team, all big 10, at least honorable mention type guy, seventh in the or seventh in the conference in receiving yards. So I think as far as the development on the field, we saw some of that with the wide receivers we have. Uh, and as far as the recruiting, I think that's going to continue to pay dividends. So I think Courtney Hawkins is is a valued member of this staff. I think he's somebody that uh, will continue to get chances on the recruiting trail, will continue to get chances to progress his career. Uh, I really think that he's an important member of the staff. So um, Courtney Hawkins, the wide receiver coach, definitely a great hire by Mel Tucker, getting somebody with the that kind of footprint in the state of Michigan. Uh, last question from Spartan18770. Do you think any player that declared for the portal will return next season? Uh, yes, parentheses, Connor Hayward. Uh, obviously, Connor Hayward entered the transfer portal last season. Uh, didn't really like what he saw out there, so he decided to come on back. Uh, for for this season in 2020. So uh, anybody who can come back and return for next year. Um, so if we pull up the transfer portal, obviously we've had some guys that uh, have already left, uh, have already committed elsewhere, Devontae Dobbs and Julian Barnett, both to Memphis. Uh, we had, oh, what's going on here? I uh, just lost my page. Um, we had Rocky Lombardi, who uh, just committed to Northern Iowa. Uh, this was over the weekend. We have, let's see here, Marcel Lewis committed to Central Michigan. So those guys are gone. Uh, as far as the question marks uh, who haven't committed elsewhere, you have Anthony Williams uh, running back. You have Max Rosenthal, the fullback tight end. You have Luke Fulton and Jess Lord Boateng at linebacker. You have Davion Williams and Christian Jackson at corner. And Jack Bomeister, the punter. So as far as guys, you can kiss goodbye. <laughs> Anthony Williams, uh, he he was early in the season, uh, didn't play the whole rest of the season. I, I think you can pretty much count on him being gone. Uh, you have Luke Fulton. He was in some legal issues. I just think that the staff has had enough of that. I think he's gone. Uh, you have Davion Williams. Um, that's one of the Belleville kids. He basically announced that he was leaving as soon as Barnett and Devontae Dobbs did. Uh, those two guys are already gone. I think he's going to be gone as well. Christian Jackson. 
probably gone. I, I just think there there was something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Uh, there was that kind of cryptic messaging of uh, Christian Jackson is, is currently, I don't remember the way that they phrased it, but it seemed like it was something off the field um, and some kind of disagreements there. So I'm guessing there's some kind of disagreements between the new coaching staff and Christian Jackson. I think he's as good as gone. Um, so as far as guys that are potentially could come back, I guess Max Rosenthal, the fullback, uh, didn't really play a whole lot this year in this new offense, this new scheme, doesn't really use a fullback, so he's probably gone as well. Um, Jack Jack Bomeister, the, the Australian punter, I guess he could come back. We didn't really show much at the punting position this year. So if he wants to compete for that spot, I think the, the competition's open. Uh, Jess Lord Boateng, I guess, is the guy I'll circle here because I do think there's plenty of, of playing time available at the full, at the, the linebacker spot. So uh, if he wants to come back, compete for one of those jobs, uh, I, I think that the playing time is available. Uh, whether there's, again, something behind the scenes, some disagreements, some scheme things that he doesn't like. That's probably the question mark there. But I, I guess if I had to pick one that could come back, it would be just Lord Boateng. But realistically, man, if, you, if you're asking me to put my hard-earned money on it, I would say all of these guys are gone right now. Uh, that's just kind of the way I'm looking at it. <clears throat> Luke Baker at LWBaker33. What are the top positions we need to target with the transfer portal? Cornerback? cornerback 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 uh another cornerback two more cornerbacks and if we still have room another cornerback um man we went into this season 2020 with 10 cornerbacks on the roster as of right now uh Shakur Brown off to the NFL one down Davion Williams transfer portal two down uh, Julian Barnett, three down. Chris Jackson, four down. Dominique Long, he was a senior, hasn't announced anything of, uh, if he's coming back. If he decides to just, you know, he graduated, he's going to go off to, to his career, try his luck at the NFL, I don't know. Uh, that would be five down, which would leave us with Kalon Gervin, Angelo Gross, Joe Stevens, former walk-on, Justin White, former walk-on, Terrell Williams, former walk-on. So <laughs> we would have two scholarship cornerbacks returning from from the start of 2020, which is insane. Now I know we're bringing in a lot of uh, a lot of defensive backs in this recruiting class, but you're going to be counting on three guys probably playing as a true freshman, playing significant snaps as a true freshman, if that's the case. So. Uh, we're going to need to bring in somebody. Now, there's a, a question here that we'll get to is uh, the next question as far as like some specific players. But, man, if we're looking at a position, it, it's got to be cornerback. And it's got to be, I ideally think we're, we have to bring in two or three, man, the way we're looking right now. So, other than that, I still think we could use a linebacker. I think Ma'a Nauteote as a true freshman can come in and play, but I just don't think Noah Harvey's very good. I, I, Chase Klein has been hit or miss. He's been really inconsistent. So um, as as far as those guys go, I do think that there should be playing time available at the at the linebacker spot. So I think somebody could come in and steal some of that, but 
Um, we we brought in Drew Jordan out of Duke. That that gives us a really strong defensive end rotation with Drew Beasley and Jacob Panishuk both uh, announcing that they'll be coming back for another season. So I think that shores up the defensive line group. But uh, yeah, the linebackers, I still think we could use a guy and corner, 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 corner. So the the last question here, uh, again, related to the, the transfer portal, uh, was from Matt Boone at Boone43. I think this is his fir- first question here, Matt. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Uh, any tight end transfer MSU is looking at or cornerback. Um, so I went through, <clears throat> tried to find some names here. Now, n- not related to either of those positions, but I think the the guy that's out there that I think is the most realistic to come in, uh, North Carolina has a redshirt freshman offensive tackle, Tristan Miller. Uh, he was recruited by Chris Kapilovich, so I, I think Coach Cap could use that. Uh, maybe bring him in. I think we need all all the offensive linemen we can get. So I I, I think you know yeah we brought in the kid from Arkansas State, but I, I do think that the more the merrier on the offensive line. So that's somebody we're looking at. But as far as tight ends, <clears throat> found three names out there. Jordan Allen, he's a senior from Tennessee. He had an MSU offer uh, back in, he's a senior, so that was back in like 2016 class, 2017 class. Um, So obviously a different staff, but he was at least looking at Michigan State. Um, He was recruited as a defensive end uh, and switched to tight end later on in his career. So he doesn't have much experience. I don't think that that's going to be a big target just because we're, we're looking for somebody who can step in and play right away. Uh, Jacob Mathis, he was from Ole Miss. He has 18 catches for 218 yards and two touchdowns at Ole Miss. He's also a senior, uh, but he was a 2018. No, that doesn't make sense. He wouldn't be a senior. He's a junior. Uh, 2018, he was uh, recruited by Georgia while Jay Johnson was there. Maybe that has some impact. Um, Senior tight end again uh, from Syracuse, Aaron Hackett. This is Probably if we're looking at a guy who can come in right away, this would be the name I would circle. Uh, Aaron Hackett, again, out of Syracuse, 37 catches, 311 yards, nine touchdowns in his career at Syracuse. Um, Again, he is a senior, so uh, only one year of eligibility left. But if we're looking for somebody who can come in and, and help out this rotation next year, maybe that's the guy. Now, corner, man, I... It's tough. I did I tried to do as much digging as I could, and there's just really nobody with ties to the current staff. There's nobody who was recruited by Michigan State. There's just if we're looking at corners who are going to be uh, eligible to play right away, you're just looking at us developing a relationship with somebody that that doesn't have any ties already. So as far as some of the bigger name guys, Colin Samuel, he was a former four star. Um, he's going to be transferring from Houston, six foot three. That's kind of the first thing that popped out there was uh, a six three corner. I know Mel Tucker's got a, he's got a, he's drooling a little bit thinking about that. So Colin Samuel, probably the most intriguing name, former four star, six foot three, fits that athletic profile certainly. Um, Dante Carrier Williams, uh, he's transferring from Vanderbilt. Corey Charles from Mississippi State. 
Sean Smith from Virginia. Um, these are all guys like 5'11 and above uh, that I think Mel Tucker would be interested in. Um, ba- uh, Balin Buchanan from Tennessee, another kid, 5'11, 200 pounds. Uh, Marquise Evans, six foot. Uh, Elijah Hamilton, over six foot. So I, I think that's kind of the profile you're looking for. Devon Wharton, six foot three out of Western Kentucky. Um, but I don't know, man, the transfer portal is looking kind of thin at corners as much as there's a ton of guys in the portal in general. There aren't a whole lot of cornerbacks and, and there aren't really any with ties in any way to Michigan State or this um, or this coaching staff or Harlan Barnett or or scotty hazelton like there's just nobody with really any ties so it's going to be a crapshoot. hopefully we can bring in a couple of these guys again probably the best indicator would be the athletic profile so a guy like colin samuel six foot three um you have uh where was it devin wharton out of western kentucky six foot three uh you have let's see here elijah hamilton out of vanderbilt six foot one so I don't know, man. As far as specific names, that's going to be a, a total crapshoot, to be completely honest. So hopefully we can land a couple of them, though. I think we need the help. Uh, to wrap this thing up, the last question was from uh, R. Scott Parkhurst. That is a very white name. <laughs> R. Scott Parkhurst. I just picture like the that hanging in a museum somewhere. At SoCalSparty72. Um, so I, I think this is the, the first name as well, or the first question as well from R. Scott from at SoCalSparty72. So I appreciate you joining the party here. <clears throat> um, he asks, oh, I just removed the question here. What Spartans are still in the NFL? Um, so if we're looking down the depth charts, uh, we have, we'll kind of run through the <clears throat> important names, uh, the guys that are playing significant roles. Uh, Trey Waynes, he signed a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he got hurt at the beginning of the year before training camp. Um, same with Darquez Denard. He went over to Atlanta Falcons, I believe, and he was also injured. Um, so he, let's see, Darquez Denard, yeah, he went to Atlanta. He got hurt early in the season. Um, you have Le'Veon Bell, who got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been uh, he's slowed down quite a bit, man. I think we we ran him into the ground a little bit under D'Antonio. He's having a hard time uh, keeping his legs under him late in his. But being on the Kansas City Chiefs, he might go and get himself a Super Bowl trophy. Um, Jack Conklin, he's been playing really well for the Cleveland Browns. He's one of the highest paid offensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, so he's a former All Pro. A uh, hell of a football player there. Kirk Cousins, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he's He's got that team in a, a really weird spot, but he will be there for the next couple of years as far as his, uh, his contract is concerned. William Golston, we saw him um, just last week here in Detroit uh, as his Tampa Bay Buccaneers put a whooping on the Detroit Lions 47-7. to uh, But William Golston, he has found himself a, a great spot there in Tampa Bay. Um, he's, he's been a starter for, for quite some time there. He's, a, he's just a, a damn good player. Um, you have Taylor pa- Tabor Pepper. Uh, he's the long snapper for the San Francisco 49ers. Got to give him a shout out. Kari Willis, 
uh, starting safety for the Indianapolis Colts. He is a high-impact guy there in Indianapolis. He's got a couple interceptions and a touchdown, but like even this last week I was watching them against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kari Willis got a uh, concussion, got knocked out. He the, the Colts were up like 24 to 10 or 27 to 10 or something. Uh Kari Willis came out and immediately Ben Roethlisberger just started moving the ball down the field. He scored three touchdowns after that. So he's a huge piece of that Colts defense. He was somebody that the Colts traded up for in the fourth round to go get him. Um, and I think they're they're pretty happy about that decision. He's been one of the most impressive Spartans in the NFL. You have Josiah Scott starting nickel corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars as a rookie. He locked down that spot just a couple weeks ago. Um, so shout out to Josiah Scott. <clears throat> uh, Shalik Calhoun starting defensive end for the New England Patriots. Uh, I've been, you know, he's been bouncing around the league a little while. He was at the Oakland Raiders, uh, I know, for a while. But I, I think he's found himself a home in New England. I think he fits that scheme really well. Um, he's been starting for a couple years there, I believe. So he's found a, a nice little home in New England. Um, as far as some other guys, I know Justin Lane. Shout out Justin Lane to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mostly a special teams guy. He gets occasional snaps at corner. I do have my signed Justin Lane Pittsburgh Steelers jersey hanging in the man cave. Uh, you have, let's see, Brian Hoyer still hanging around on the New England Patriots. He started a game this year, I believe. <clears throat> Uh, Matt Sokol has somehow found a home in the NFL at the at the LA Chargers. I don't know how that guy's in the NFL, to be honest. Uh, he dropped so many passes in East Lansing. I thought that it was just an automatic DQ. Uh, Raekwon Williams is on the Philadelphia Eagles active roster. DeMonta Pecco still hanging around on the Cardinals. That dude's like 45 years old. I still remember that. Uh, scoop and score against Michigan like it was yesterday. The big Hawaiian, the big Samoan flying down the field, hurdling dudes. Uh, let's see here. Garrett Selleck uh, is a tight end on the San Francisco 49ers. And am I missing anybody? Brian Allen. He was a starting center for the Rams uh, for a while. I don't know if he still is starting there. And Joe Bocci is on the active roster uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. So as far as guys on the active roster, uh, that's that's your list here. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 12, 12 15, 17 uh, Spartans on active rosters in the NFL. So I expect to see a couple more here soon with Antoine Simmons, with Naquan Jones, with hopefully Shakura Brown as well, um, heading into the draft here next year. So... Really appreciate all of the questions, guys. Uh, I appreciate the feedback, all of the interaction. It's been a lot of fun. We just hit over 500 followers on, uh, it was like after the day after Christmas or something. So on Twitter, we're sitting at 503 followers right now. So I appreciate that. If you're not already, follow at Standing Room MSU. You can follow my co-host, Scott Martin, as well at Spartan Martin 18 He will be back on the show here next week uh, as we continue to get into this off-season stuff here. Um, you can follow him on Twitter as well. But, yeah, we're going to actually sit down later this week. We'll have a couple beers, and, and we're going to really um, start planning the off-season and getting some ideas for content out here. Uh, because we we have some good ideas for sure right now, but you know we got to do some uh, brainstorming, 
that is brought to you by the good folks at whatever beer that we're happen to be drinking that day. So make sure that uh, you're subscribed. Make sure that you leave that Apple review. Make sure you follow on Twitter, on Instagram as well at Standing Room Spartans. As we, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you coming this this whole off season. We'll, we're going to have podcasts once a week. So your MSU football content will be safe and secure with us. So have yourselves a phenomenal week as uh, most of us are back to work for a few days here before New Year. Have a happy New Year. Have a safe New Year. Um, if you're if you're traveling, if you're meeting with friends, whatever the case may be, be safe, be healthy, be happy. And as we uh, move on to 2021 here, hopefully everybody is uh, you know a little better, a little bit better off than they were at this time last year. I know it's been a crazy year for all of us, but hopefully you took some lessons. Hopefully you uh, you know found some ways to improve, or just watched a shitload of Michigan State football like the rest of us. So have a great week. Have a great Monday. Take care, folks.